Bango chair? Put it in reverse, chair! Welcome to episode 55 of the First Tee Jitters podcast. That's a lot of episodes. Um, William and Brady are here with me today. Tyler and Bobo are both working. I don't know if Bobo is even part of it anymore. I don't know if he even listens. I don't know. But he's working today and can't get on here. Um, First Tee Jitters podcast brought to you by Four Craft Cocktails. Uh, they're ready to drink transfusion in a can that's perfect for when you're playing 18 holes with the boys, stopping for drinks at the turn, or just to enjoy on a hot summer day. Four Craft Cocktails Transfusion is made with premium vodka, lime, and grape to create the perfect golf cocktail. No more plastic cups, no more waiting on the beverage cart to mix up a drink. The Four Craft Cocktails Transfusion comes pre-mixed in a can, making it easy to enjoy on the course and off. Check out their website at fourcraftcocktails.com and look for Four Craft Cocktails on Instagram. It's F-O-R-E, Four Craft Cocktails. Please drink responsibly. Brady, you're drinking a ranch water right now. I think they're coming out with a new ranch water flavor. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on a Four Craft. I was, uh, I was listening to you boys on my flight out to Montana um, and heard you talking about them. And yeah, I'm excited. They sound, sound delicious. They were, they were very good. Um, you could, uh, you can buy a lot of four craft cocktails with the money you won this past weekend. I did. And, and actually I, I shorted you guys I actually won $750, just, just $750 betting on big tone to win his first PGA tour tournament in five years. You've been the Tony Finau guy on this podcast since we started. How's it feel? Uh, it felt incredible. Uh, I'll tell you, tell you the story. I had 15 bucks on him, won $765. What were the odds on that? He was plus 5,000. Yeah. So I, I bet on him every week. I usually put like 10 bucks on him. I had a gut feeling this week. I put 15 on him. Uh, so I get back, you know, I was looking forward to watch. Was like, he's, he's in contention. Can't wait to watch on Sunday when I was getting back from, you know, Montana's a long flight. But of course it got pushed back. So I have to watch it on Monday and my sweet, innocent fiance has no idea. So we're like walking out to go get salads for dinner and I'm just checking my phone like a hawk and I, I see him eagle the hole and I'm like, he's, he's got a shot. And she's kind of like, what is going on? And just, I would, I mean, I was like, you gotta leave me alone. Like I gotta watch this. I wouldn't tell her how much, how much I was set to win. And so she's like in her bedroom while I'm just glued to the TV, just screaming at every shot. It was, it was an awesome feeling. How much do you think you've lost betting on him to win since you started doing it? Oh, I definitely made, made more. I, I mean, I, I think I just started, I think the Homa tournament was kind of when he became my guy and that's when I started betting on him every week. So it hasn't been that long. I know there's plenty of people who've been betting on him every week for five years. You, you texted us on Monday at 1030 and I have it saved and it's been posted on Instagram for visual proof you said you boys ready to watch Tony Finau shock the world today, and he did. What what was going through your head that you you posted that before he won, right? 
I posted it when you sent it to us at 10.30. Why did you have faith of a guy who hasn't hit a single top 10 this season to post that on Instagram? Like, I, that's the most impressive thing of the weekend, I think. He's had a couple top 10s, but he hasn't been that great no, this I year. Had, no, I don't know why Wes had faith in me to post that. No. I, don't, I don't think I did, but I feel like if you just post a bunch of those things, every once in a while you're going to get one right. If you get it wrong, you can just delete it, and it's like it never happened. But when you're right... It looks good. And it looked good. I posted it like three or four more times after that towards the end when it looked like he might do it. And then I got really, really worried when Cam Smith birdied like 17 and um, Fino made like a six-foot putt on, on 18 coming out of the bunker that saved him, that sent it to a playoff with Cam Smith. It was exciting. I had zero money on it, and I was excited about it. My brother texted me the same thing. He was like, I had no money, but I went, he came home and turned it on just to watch, watch me win. And everything that Tony Fina has been through, losing tournaments and playoffs, coming that close. I know after, after Cam Smith's tee shot in the playoff that went into the water, I was like following everything on Twitter and no laying up, I think tweeted, Cam Smith's going to have to do that about three more times before I'm comfortable with Tony Fina winning this thing. So even after the, the tee shot into the water, I was still holding my breath a little bit. Felt a little bit better after that. but And I, I like Cam Smith. It's not like I dislike him and wanted him to lose. But I think just about everybody was pulling for Tony Finau to win that. And this was after it rained on – a hurricane came through on Sunday, so they couldn't play. So it, it's fitting that Tony Finau, who hasn't been able to get it done on Sunday, gets it done on a Monday. That, he, that was my reasoning behind that text. I was like, it just, it just feels right. This weird Monday is when he's going to do it. It was Kobe Bryant's birthday. That's his idol. <laughs> Stars aligned. I didn't even know that part of it. Yeah. Everything that I've read and seen after the fact seems like Tony Finau is like in the top five most likable people on the PGA Tour. And I'm, I guess everybody seems to feel the same way. John Rahm said some stuff after that if you don't, if you don't like Tony Fina, there's something wrong with you. And pretty much everybody's talked about how good of a guy he is. I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure it seems like just about everybody on the PGA tour is a very, very nice person. Um, except but, for a few. Yeah. Except for two, two come to mind, but, uh, I thought it was cool. Um, I don't know how I've, I've been soaking this all in. So I watched his entire post post game interview. Um, and that's where that viral uh, like McDonald's clip comes from. But that comes from because the guy asked him, Tony, how did you celebrate? Which is kind of kind of the same thing that they asked Bryce Harper when he said that's a clown question, bro. And instead of being a D bag like Bryce Harper, he took it in stride and told him that he went and celebrated at Ruth's Chris and McDonald's because he's a Mormon and can't drink. So that's how you answer a question, not like a douchebag. And we're going to get to that McDonald's thing later because that was quite impressive. And it makes it even more impressive that he did it after he went to Reese Chris Steakhouse. Um, I heard the interview with uh, Boyd Summerhays, who is his coach, and he grew up with him and stuff like that. And he was talking about Tony Finau texted him and asked if he was awake at like 2 or 3 in the morning. And then they went and ate McDonald's together. So that was pretty cool. Um, it was his first win in five years. He won the Puerto Rico Open, and that was – everybody talks about the curse of the Puerto Rico Open. Victor Hovland broke the curse. Now Tony Finau has carried it on. The weather was bad. The course seemed to hold up really well after a hurricane came through. Um, 
I don't know a whole lot about the course, but um, it was a. Go ahead. That got lost in it. That was a sweet course with New York City in the background. Like that didn't even look real. That was awesome. It is a really cool spot for it. Me and William talked about it last week. It used to be like a really industrial warehouses and stuff, and some guy bought it and just transformed it into that. It's really nice. You can take the ferry over from New York City right to the golf course. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's one of the most expensive golf clubs in the country to join, apparently, as you can imagine. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so, it did. John Rahm played well. It was close there at the end. He kind of fell apart there towards the end. Um, and ended up being Cam Smith and Tony Finau. And Tony Finau won the Northern Trust. I think that moved him into first place in the FedEx Cup standings now. Um, just a couple little things about that golf tournament that I read. Bryson DeChambeau in the first round. Did you see his uh, his numbers from the first round? He shot an even par in round one, but he set a record for the least number of pars and still shoot an even par on a round. He only had two pars. So that was a lot of birdies, some bogeys, and I think two double bogeys that equaled out to even par. Um, Jordan Spieth played well early. I think he sort of fell apart on the weekend, but it seems like he can hole out from anywhere on the golf course. He had, had I think, yeah, round two, he had back-to-back – Back-to-back Eagles in round two, holdouts. He holed out from the fairway. The next next hole, he hit two absolutely terrible shots and then hold out a chip from just off the green for back-to-back Eagles. And then the very next round, he had back-to-back triple bogeys. So he's the only player in the last 20 years to make consecutive Eagles and consecutive triples or worse in the same event. I'm really good at – I could probably do that, not the Eagles part, the consecutive triple bogeys part. That's uh, attainable for us normal people. Um, it was the top 70 that advanced to this weekend, the BMW Championship. Some of the big names that didn't advance. Matt Wolf ended up 71st. So he's the, the odd man, the first man out there. Bubba Watson, um, Gary Woodland, Jason Day, two major winners. Matt Fitzpatrick, Tyrrell Hatton, all of them not making it into the top 70. The BMW Championship is started today at uh, Caves Valley outside of Baltimore. The first time that the PGA Tour has been to the Baltimore area in like 60 years, something like that. Um, they've played some tournaments in, in Maryland. I think Congressional, that's in Maryland, right? And they've had U.S. Opens or PGA Championships there. Um, and I think a lot of people are really excited to play there. I know I heard Jordan Spieth on the radio today saying he's played there a few times. He knows people that are some members there. So he's played it a lot, done some like photo shoots and media stuff there. But a lot of these guys are not familiar with the course, which seemed like maybe it was going to make it a little bit more tough to score. But professional golfers are really good. And I think there's three of them that are eight under right now for the first round. I think Rory, um, Sam Burns, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy all shot a 64, eight under today. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, William. Uh, Speed just has that advantage just because of his Under Armour endorsement. Under Armour is based out of Baltimore. I forgot about that. But, uh, yeah, the golf course is super long. I thought that some of the longer guys were going to kind of tear it up, but 
our boy Abe answers T fifth right now. Uh, like you said, professional golfers get it done, man. Doesn't matter how long you hit it, you can just get it in the hole. You get it in the hole. Brady, you have your uh, your Orioles hat on in honor of the Orioles two game winning streak. You and I are both Orioles fans. Um, we need to get up there and check out the Baltimore golf scene sometime. I want to go. I wish I wish we would have we would have gone to go see this. Now, when I was watching it today, I was so jealous. I'm like, man, we should have gone to go see the top seventy. Like everybody, like the leads leads changing. People come to the leaderboard, and it's all people that you know. That would have been awesome to go see. William, you were working earlier when we were texting about. It. Do you have any idea why they went off in groups of three with seventy players instead of just in twosomes? Uh, well, they always do groups of three the first two rounds when there's a cut, but there's not a cut this weekend, is there? Right. No, there's not. So it might be a numbers thing. Did someone drop out? Yeah, it is only sixty nine because. Yeah. Oh, uh, Patrick Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, so there could have so had there like were, one group of three though. I don't know. So there were 23 threesomes. Yeah. Do you think so they'll that's... just carry that through the weekend? I mean, that makes sense. Uh, but also there was a clip today of Wesley Bryan, like, was it four years ago? The same event. He played the quickest round on the PGA tour ever. Because he was the first person out as a single, he played an hour and like thirty minutes. Yeah, he got, he went off first, right, and just basically yeah. ran through the he, whole thing. Yeah, I think he shot like two hundred par too. Kevin Kisner did that this year. It wasn't that fast. I don't think he ran. Oh uh, yeah, it was at uh, it was at the uh, Open Championship. Did you see the the Kevin Kisner quote from today that somebody posted? I was about, I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Did you see that, Brady? No. Kevin Kisner, who. Uh, it seems like one of the coolest people that plays. He would be a lot of fun to hang out with. Somebody posted on Twitter. I don't know who this guy is. NC Tattoo 14. He said, uh, um, at some point today when Kevin Kisner was playing, he started off a little slow. I think he had two or three bogeys on, on the front nine. But somebody yelled, why'd you lay up? Why well, not go for it? He, the guy was intoxicated. Yeah, he yelled at Kevin Kisner. Yeah. He said, uh, why lay up? Why not go for it? And Kevin Kisner yelled back, why not go fuck yourself and then birdie three out of the next four holes? <laughs> That's awesome. Had to sneak that in here somewhere. Um, but I think he finished even or one under um, after missing the cut last weekend and not playing especially great this weekend. His He might be uh, – on the outside looking in with the Ryder Cup stuff now. Sam Burns, John Rahm, Ford McIlroy tied for first at eight under. Sergio Garcia, didn't know he was in the top 70. Seven under. Abe Answer, six under. Patrick Cantley, six under. Our boy, Harold Varner, the third, five under, tied for seventh. Um, DJ's up there in the top 10. Shoffley, Tony Finau, recent winner uh, in the top 10. So more big names on the leaderboard with. You expect that with the the top seventy players. Did you see? Did you see Finau's back nine card today? I did not. I'm going to look uh, at he it didn't right now. Until the 18th, he had a double bogey in there, three straight birdies. It was it was that's a impressive. Birdie, 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 bogey, double, birdie, 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 par. Impressive. 
Um, one more thing that I saw today that I thought was interesting. Did, did you happen to see Hovland uh, chip it off the green? Like he was chipping. He I did not. On the green. Yeah. From from last week or this no, it was week? Today. Was he like actually chipping like over a, a hill or something, or did he yeah, break his like putter a big, again? A long putt, and instead of putting it, he brought his iron out and chipped it. He uh, he broke his putter last week i don't know if it was saturday or sunday but snapped it on his bag and then putted the rest of the t- the day with his with a wedge they were they were joking about that they were like he might just keep putting with it now but yeah he he did it just to get over the hill i i don't know i hadn't seen that in a while but that was kind of cool i don't trust myself enough to do that and not tear up a green really bad um we uh not all of us were around last week so we didn't make picks uh, Brady, I'm I'm just gonna say that you probably would have picked Fee now. I don't know, um, but for for uh, we did get our picks in this week before it started. Tyler's not here, but he picked Cam Smith coming off a loss in a playoff. If you have the odds pulled up, what, what were Cam Smith's top ten odds? I, I don't have them up. I'm sure they're they're in the thread somewhere. We'll figure it out. Um, Brady, you went with Brooks Kepka this week at plus two hundred, finishing the top ten. Uh, I picked Scotty Scheffler, plus 225. William, you went with a little bit longer odds, try to catch back up. Keith Mitchell, plus 900, who snuck his way into the top 70 last week, played well. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out where they all are now. Keith uh, did not do – Keith had his ups and downs say He bogeyed the last two to be even par for the event. Still a uh, chance. I mean, he – he hits it long and he gets that hot putter. So let's hope, let's hope he uh, shoots two rounds of 63. Cam Smith's four under. Um, just looking through who else we picked. I don't, nobody else is really close. Kepka's uh, two under. What'd you say? I also wanted to be known that the first thing that I did when I woke up Tuesday morning was put more money on being out to win this tournament. So I don't know why you wouldn't. Got to yeah. ride the hot hand, boys. Keith Mitchell's tied for 56th at even. Scotty Scheffler's one over, 63rd. Good. Um, I had a, pulled up what, what some players need to do this weekend to uh, to make it to next week to get into the top 30. Kevin Kisner, I don't know if, if one of y'all has the leaderboard pulled up. Kevin Kisner needs to finish. He's 31st right now, so he would be out next week. If he finishes 39th or better, he'll advance. Um, some other not really huge names that need to do stuff. Um, Sergio, who's playing well right now, would need to finish in the top 12. Shane Lowry needs a top 10. Cameron Champ needs ninth or better. Um, Webb Simpson, who's 52nd right now, needs a, a minimum of ninth or better. Harold Varner needs a seven or better, and he's T7 right now. Um, so that would be pretty big for him. Keith Mitchell needs top five to get to next week. Harry Higgs and Phil Mickelson both, who are 69th and 70th right now, played together today after their money match. Um, both need to finish in the top four to move on next week. So some things to look out for. Yeah, uh, Phil and Mr. Harry Higgs have become great friends, and it just warms my heart. <laughs> I wish they would televise a lot more of those like uh, Tuesday and Wednesday money matches that they play. I think Phil Mickelson's kind of known for that on the PGA Tour, but that would be fun. 
I bet we'll start getting more of those in like the off season when they're somewhere warm. They got to take advantage of that on some of those apps and pay-per-views and whatnot. Wes, yeah, I'm think- still I'm still surprised no one was following Harry Higgs when we followed him around. That was a little bit surprising. Yeah, he's a um, he deserves a little more credit than that. He uh, seems to be very engaging and very fun, and I think he has a loud, projecting voice, and it's probably easy to hear what he says walking around following him, so that would be fun too. So I don't know. I, I was surprised that maybe it was just – it was the first day. It was late in the afternoon. It was 400 degrees. That could have had a little bit to do with it. Well, he said thank you to my compliment. So. He did. He did, and he is a big, beautiful man. People just want to get on TV, man. If they're not, if their golfer is not going to be on TV, they don't care. They want to be following the cameras around. Um, another big tournament going on last weekend was the fifth LPGA major of the year, the AIG Women's Open in, at Carnoustie, um, which was a really cool place for the LPGA to go to. And they're going to have a lot more really nice courses that they're playing majors at. So that's going to be cool. And I think, a lot more people are starting to watch that. Um, Anna Nordquist won. It's her second major. She won a major like five, six years ago. Hasn't won since then. Um, and she won. She was tied on the 18th tee with Nana Korst Madsen. I think I got that right. Um, her Korst Madsen second shot went into a bunker to the right of the green. She had to get up and down, save par to uh, send it to a playoff. And her shot out of the bunker went directly to the right. And it was painful to watch because that I'm very familiar with what that looks like. Um, but she ended up double bogeying. Um, and Anna Norquist won. Another thing that uh, the No Land Up guys pointed out that I, I noticed on TV when it was happening because I watched it. Uh, Madeline Sagstrom is one of their – she's uh, – I don't know what they call them, the heavy – No Land Up heavy hitters, is that what they call them? They're uh, – I don't know if they're sponsored by No Land Up, but there's some sort of affiliation there. She was also, I think, tied for the lead on 18. She was a hole ahead of, of the other two. And she was putting, she had like a 10, 12 foot putt for par um, to maintain a share of the lead. And before she put putted, they cut out for a commercial and came back and she was walking off the green. Nobody had any idea what happened. So big time LPGA tour, major tournament. Uh, somebody put in for the share of the lead on the 18th hole with one of only four people still left on the golf course and they cut away for a commercial. It's kind of shitty. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, and we are very inclusive of the women's golf game. We like watching it. And William, you gave us a hint and said that the mystery golfer tonight's going to be a female golfer. So brought our odds down even more on that one. Thank you for that. Oh, this is this is a pretty easy one. It's a good one. Before we, before we get to it, I got a lot of other golf notes uh, that are uh, relevant to the news cycle. Um, our boy Bryson DeChambeau is going to be in the long drive competition. I am not going to watch a single second of that. Why? You should be rooting for him to just go in the long drive and just get off the tour. 
Um, I don't even, I don't have a, a comment for it. it I, I don't think he's doing it for any like wrong reasons or anything. I think it's fine. It's cool, but I don't, he rubs me the wrong way. I don't want to watch his, him act like a goofball at the long draft competition. He's not going to win. Those guys are ridiculous how far they hit the ball doing those things, but I'm not going to watch it. Kind of funny that he would do that though. I, I don't know if it's, I mean, it would be like a baseball player, like entering a professional home run derby league. Like, isn't that going to screw up your swing? I hope so. I hope it does. Um, the, uh, the other most hated player on the PGA tour, Patrick Reed, not to make fun of Patrick Reed, I, as much as we dislike Bryson and Patrick Reed, I, I want both of them to be healthy and Patrick Reed's in the hospital with double pneumonia right now. So he's missing the BMW championship. I think he's probably still pretty much a lock to get to, uh, next week. I'm sure he's in the top 30. Um, I don't, I don't know that for sure. Um, but even though we don't like him as a golfer, hope he gets healthy. Um, somebody we do like as a golfer, J.R. Smith is officially on the golf team at North Carolina A&T. Golf claps all around. Uh, I think he's technically a walk-on, um, but he is on the website listed on the roster. J.R. Smith is a college golfer. He's got four years eligibility left. Yeah, I saw someone post on Twitter. It's like he's taken away his spot from somebody else and like, he's good he's, he's good at he's, golf he's good he might not be good enough to be on the golf team but this is going to give that program so much exposure it's good for everything like he, it's he's like a, a a three handicap or something like that yeah it's i mean that's good what what he's doing for that program and for uh hbcu golf pro, like golf in general is just great and all of that stuff is continuing to get bigger. Steph Curry did a lot for the HBCU golf stuff. J.R. Smith now, you got the, the stories like Kamai Johnson and where he went and Willie Max playing a lot of tournaments on the PGA Tour and No Laying Up has videos with Florida A&M and it's, it's getting bigger and it's cool to see. Do you think we could get J.R. Smith to get a first tee jitters tattoo and they let him play shirtless for the NIL stuff in college golf? I, it would probably be easier to uh, convince him to get that tattoo than it would be to let somebody let him play shirtless. I just love J.R. Smith, everything he's ever done. <laughs> it's... I... I mean, I don't think it's that crazy. Like, do you think we could maybe get – can we slide a first tee jitters advertisement on J.R. Smith's bag maybe? <laughs> we can certainly try. I mean, I, I don't think he'd be asking for a lot of money. Uh, we might have to send a donation someplace else, but <laughs> – if we, if we can't get J.R. Smith, we can get somebody else on that team who's going to get some TV time just because they're on the same team as J.R. Smith. That's good thinking. We might be on to something here, boys. We'll work on that. That's a good idea. Now, me and my dad were talking. My dad grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina. Wes and I were in Greensboro when it was announced. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I was talking to my dad. He's like, yeah, we're getting North Carolina A&T golf shirts. I think, I think we should, and we'll wear them next week. Um, 
I don't think J.R. Smith's in danger of making the Ryder Cup team. Uh, five players have automatically qualified so far. Uh, Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson, Brooks Kepka, and Justin Thomas all qualified for the Ryder Cup team. Um, I'm pretty positive I saw a clip of Steve Stricker calling Tony Finau, telling him he's also on the team. So there's six right there. Uh, Finau's in the sixth spot, huh? He would be six if it started today. Right. He would be, he hasn't technically qualified on points, but he would be six if it started today. So he could end up as one of the six automatic qualifiers anyway. If he keeps playing well, he likely will be the sixth automatic qualifier. So the next six would be Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, Harris English, Patrick Reed, who health-wise don't know if he's going to be available, Patrick Cantlay, and Daniel Berger. After those six – which he gets six captain's picks. So if he went straight down the line, Shoffley, Spieth, English, Reed, Cantley, Berger. After that, it's Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler, Billy Horschel, Jason Kokrak, Sam Burns, Kevin Kisner, Phil Mickelson, Kevin Nye. Out of those names, do you see anybody out of that group taking out that second group of six? The only person I could see is Kisner, and he has to uh... – really turn on turn it on this weekend and next weekend to get that spot. Kisner is in real danger right now of not making it to next weekend. It, it's, it, like it's, he's got to shoot he, like 64, 64, 68, kind of do the same thing next week just to have – And he game. missed a cut last week too. Sam Burns yeah. is tied for the lead. If Sam Burns wins, that'd be his second win this year. They, I mean, is there any limit? They can just pick whoever they want, right? Yep. I mean, I feel like Kisner's the – because he's such a good putter. Like, they, I, I hope they take that into account. Like, I, I think throw the, the BS of, like, who earned it. Like, get the best team. If somebody's a great putter and you want them on the team, you should, you should put them on the team. Look at what the Europeans have done with Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia on their team the last couple well, – Sergio, Sergio hits it up country mile but like Tommy Fleetwood and and uh the Molinari brothers over the years like Kisner just pair him with a DJ or Finau yeah Finau would be awesome with Kisner because that's what he can't do is butt there's been the whole the big issue about Patrick Reed and Bryson not being good for the team Bryson's automatically qualified you're not getting him off Patrick Reed is a good golfer if he's in the top 10, he probably should be on the team. They might not have to worry about making that decision because he might not be physically able to play, which would leave if, – if Reed is out health-wise, is Kisner your pick? Uh, a lot of people seem to think that Scotty Scheffler is the next guy up, but I say Kisner all day. Scotty Scheffler not playing well either this week – or today at least. Well, we, we talked about this last week, Wes. We talked about this at Greensboro at the Wyndham. Kisner from 200 yards and in is automatic. And you pair him with a Finau, a DJ, a Kepka, someone who can bomb it. And maybe alternate shot format. You know, no, you can, I, think, I think Mickelson's out. I think Kevin Nas out. You, you can't bring Mickelson to that. Mickelson would be great on the team as an assistant captain. For morale, but he does not need to. 
what what if he called up Stricker and was like, hey, that you know, this is my last year or something like that? Do you think maybe they might put him on for that? Just like a, a symbolic reason? I hope not. I mean, I, I, th- I think I think like an assistant or something like that would be good for something like that. Brady, I think that Phil is going to live out the rest of the playoffs here and he's going to immediately go to the Champions Tour and play in their postseason. Um, as much as we love your boy Brady, Jason Kokrak, I don't. I think he's out, um, and I think the lunatic Billy Horschel's out. So that leaves Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, and Kisner. I think Kisner's got to turn it on the next three days. Sam Burns is tied for the lead right now. I don't even know where Webb Simpson's at, and if Scotty Scheffler doesn't play well, I think he's out too. So we'll see. What's did we watch Sam Burns hit over the green on nine at Sedgefield? We may have. Yeah. Was he playing with Adam Scott? No, no, no. That was you know, Adam Scott, Harold Varner, and uh, Brent Seneca all played with – all played together the day we were there. Yeah. Um, I sent a picture the other day. And then Brady sent a picture today. We got two uh, two pictures we need to talk about. I don't know where I saw this, um, but it's a a poster at a golf club in England, Surrey, England, the Richmond Golf Club of temporary wartime golf rules from World War One. And I thought it was interesting. Sent it to you guys. And Brady, you you said you wanted to talk about that today. <laughs> I I mean I I thought it was I don't know just interesting. All the like. Just to think, like, nothing's going to stop people from golfing. That I mean, they're obviously not on the same level, but COVID was the same way. Like, they just find ways around it. People are still going to get out on the golf course and keep playing. It's such a great game. When I looked at it, I didn't think it was going to be like – like, the first rule is uh, players are asked to collect bomb and shrapnel splinters to save these, causing damage to the mowing machines. That makes sense. So if there's if a bomb went off and you you find a piece of it, pick it up so the mowers don't run over it. I thought that was going to kind of be how all of it went, but then you get more into the rules, and uh, they're like actually playing golf right in the middle of fighting going on. The second rule is in competitions during gunfire or while bombs are falling, you can take cover without a penalty. It sucks that they actually had to write that rule down that that's just not understood. Like hey, if a bomb's coming don't worry about taking a penalty and, and taking cover. You just go for it. Um, the position of known delayed action bombs are marked by red flags at a reasonably, but not guaranteed safe distance. So good luck with that. Um, shrapnel and bomb splinters on the fairways or bunkers within a club's length of a ball may be moved without penalty. Uh, a ball moved by enemy action may be replaced. Imagine playing golf in, in England and some German runs out and kicks your ball across the fairway while you're playing. But good to know you can replace it with no penalty. Uh, you, can, you can move your ball from a bomb crater. And uh, a player whose stroke is affected by the simultaneous explosion of a bomb may play another ball from the same place, but you get a one-stroke penalty. Caddyshack rules. The um, 
the second picture that we were going to talk about, we already mentioned earlier, is Tony, fin- Tony Finau's order at McDonald's at 3 a.m. This is after he went to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I've never been there. I did look at a menu one time in Savannah, actually. We walked past one, and I looked at the menu. Um, I'm sure that's a pretty uh, stout meal there that he ate, and then he went to McDonald's at 3 a.m. He had an Oreo McFlurry, large fries, 10-piece chicken nuggets, chicken McNuggets, I'm sorry, double quarter pounder with cheese, and a Big Mac. That's impressive. Do you think you could eat that right now? Hell no. I would vomit everywhere. Well, did he split this with his manager, Wes? Was that confirmed? I don't know that that's confirmed. I don't know. I I kept seeing it as this was Tony Finau's order, so I don't know. I mean, high school, William Shaw, yes. (laughs) I feel like Brady in high school, you might have been able to put this down after a long day at football practice with Coach Wood. Good white, but yeah, I mean, I love McDonald's. Uh, I got McDonald's two weeks ago. I got a pretty stout order, and I was way over my head. I got nauseous, and I did not include ice cream. And he, did, I mean, he did say this was like the first time he'd had fast food in a long time. So, I mean, I guess you give it a little bit of that, like, but still, that's a that's a hefty order. I think I could get close. Okay, for what's everyone's go-to McDonald's order if they're going to McDonald's? I get a Big like, Mac. I'm not talking about over your head, but like kind of. I just get the Big Mac meal. I don't really like anything else for McDonald's. I don't go very often. I like the nugs. I'm, I, most of the time when I go, I like getting those snack wraps. I think they might have discontinued them, but I like those a lot. It just depends on the mood that you're in. If you want... If you want the burger, I feel like I like going – you can a lot of times you just get like a double cheeseburger and like put Mac sauce on it rather than getting the whole Big Mac, and it's like not as messy. Yeah, Wes, Brady's right. The amateur moves get the Big Mac. You get the McDouble with Mac sauce. It's 20 cents extra. I didn't know that. I had no idea that existed. <laughs> and it's I've never price. heard of that. <laughs> never heard of that. Yeah, I usually get two McDoubles – a small fry, a medium Coke, and if I'm feeling frisky, I'll get that big chicken as well. I'm not a fan of nuggets. I don't like the McDonald's even, nuggets. Even at Chick-fil-A, I don't get nuggets. I like sandwiches. I'm a sandwich guy. I love the, nug- I love the Chick-fil-A nugs. Pretty, I know you're, you're nugget man. I'd eat nuggets with you all day, every day, but unless I'm with you. It's going to be Chick-fil-A nuggets for my birthday since we didn't have them, they would bring home like a nugget platter. I think I could eat this McDonald's meal. I think it needs to go on the list with our, our pizza and beer thing and the nine hot dogs and nine innings. If you want to do it, I'm all for it. I, I don't want to be the one. I think that would put me, that would take me down. I think I could do it. I ate a three pound burrito in a Mexican restaurant one time. I think yeah. I can do it. Wes, I think I can do it too. I think just the ice cream would be my downfall. See, I think ice cream is a, uh, Ice cream doesn't fill me up. I can eat ice cream no matter how full I am. See, my thing with ice cream, I worked at an ice cream shop for summer, and I had to test all the flavors, and I just made 
sundays milkshakes codes all day is that at sweet things no this is a place in in charleston it was the old-fashioned it was sounds delicious no it was not (laughs) i'll get into it later but the uh franchise is still around but trying to throw them under the bus I like the comment that was like, there's no way that the ice cream machine was working at three. <laughs> also, poor Tony can't even get a Coke. Like, just a bottle of water with all of that just doesn't feel right. I know he can't have it. He, um, Morins can't drink soda? No, they can't have caffeine. Dang. I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd drink a ton of coffee. Either way, congrats to Tony Finau on getting his win and on making Brady $750 richer. It, it was more than that to me, though. I haven't been that pumped for a sporting event in a while. I, I've just grown attached to the guy, and it was, it was awesome to watch. William, which uh, mystery golfer are we guessing wrong tonight? <laughs> if, 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 we, if, if, if we get this one right. Oh, you're going to get this one right all day because it's that's a lot yeah. of pressure. Okay. Uh, she has five professional wins. I think I'm all, all on the LPGA tour. One major. This, this is a. It's, it's got to be Michelle Lee, right? Oh, yeah. It okay. is. <laughs> I knew she only had one major. I didn't know how many wins she, professional wins she had. Michelle Lee is my celebrity crush. Love that girl. That was a. I'll tell you who loves is a bigger crusher than I do. My brother, for Shaw. That was an an eighty-two mile an hour fastball right down the middle. <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten it. I was guessing Annika Sorenstam, no matter what. <laughs> I had a pretty good idea when he said it was a female golfer. He was going to go with Michelle Wee, but I had a lot of I, I had some other names in mind. I thought maybe you were going to go with somebody like one of the the older ones. Like, no. uh, like, no, I don't even know. There's in there one name, like, like Babe Diedrichson. She was the, she was like a sprinter, right? She I did mean, it all. Yeah. Or it's like Mickey Wright. Well, to give Michelle Wee some, some shout outs. She had eight PGA starts. She almost made the cut, to, I think two events. Pretty impressive. Yeah, she she's back playing like, now. She, yeah, she had a, uh, she had a, she had a baby. Well, she, her name is Michelle Wee West now. That is correct. She's married to Jerry West's uh, son. I'm glad it's a son. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, but talk about an athletic family. Yeah, that is pretty good. The logo and. One of the yeah, most famous still. female golfers of all time. Uh, Tiger Woods, win number 19. We're on his 19th win now. It was the 2000 Memorial Tournament, Jack Nicklaus Tournament. It was the last Memorial Tournament that Jack Nicklaus played in. He was 60 years old. Um, he played that year. He played in the four majors and the Memorial Tournament. Tiger Woods won by five strokes. That's all I got tonight. I just have one more thing. Go for it. John Rom, uh, have you guys been watching Joe Lasso? 
Ted Lasso? Is it Ted Lasso? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was Joe Lasso. Joe Lasso might be on like the CW or something, like a <laughs> version of it. I love I've not Ted been Lasso. I'm not watching you're, I mean, this is more hysterical now. But I thought uh, John Rob's quote about Ted Lasso was pretty good. I didn't hear that. What was it? They asked him about his performance last week, and he quoted the uh, Ted Lasso quote about goldfish, how they're happiest animals on Earth because they have a 10-second memory. Sorry, I'm laughing at myself right now. Joe Lasso. I said Joe Lasso. <laughs> I I had one random thing that I heard today. I don't know. I might be just, I'm not as deep into golf, but I've never thought about this. But I thought it was interesting. You know, when they like mark putts, they'll ask them to move it a little bit. And you have to remember to do that. They were talking about how like some golfers will like either flip their marker over or like one guy puts his hat on sideways just to remember to move it back. Kind of something that I feel like as amateur golfers, we just don't give a shit about. But I thought that was kind of a cool wrinkle to think about. I I have moved mine and I've like William I know I've played with you and you've moved a marker something but I've never thought about doing something to remember that because I know I think in a tournament this year somebody Victor Hovland's mom called him out on it that's right yeah that's exactly who it was <laughs> he got a penalty because he moved his marker for somebody and forgot to move it back before and he his, put it and, and his, his mom. mom. He had a phone conversation with his mom and she said hey you know you forgot to do that and he called himself out on it and gave himself a penalty. What a good guy Victor Hoblin is. That's why golf's the greatest sport ever. I'm kind of g- g- glad they got rid of the losers. You can just call in the infractions, though. Yeah, that was horrible. I am, too. Tony Finau, the Northern Trust winner. Hopefully, he, Maybe he'll stack another one on this week. That just win awesome. three in a row. He'd go from – He'll go from not winning in five years to winning three tournaments in the row and being the FedEx Cup champion. Got anything else? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always tip your cart, girl. Ted Lasso, baby. Joe Lasso.